Learning the Mimer Vayichai Sara Tavshin Yud Gimel. We are towards the end of Seif Hey in the paragraph Vizel Gamma Shanema Vayichai Sara. Holy word says Dehine. So the Mimer here is speaking about the Pshat of the Pasik where it says that the life of Sara was Meya Shana, Esrim Shana, and then Sheva Shanim. And then afterwards it adds Shnei Chai Sara. And the Rebbe explains that the different numbers that it says over here refers to Keser, Meir Shana is Keser, Esrim Shana is, is Chochmeh and Bine, and Sheva Shana is and Malchus, and this is all in the world of Atzilus. Then when it says Shnecha Yisara, it refers to the Yerida of Sara into the world of Biyah, her life in Biyah. So let's continue inside. The Rebbe further clarifies this Yerida. Hinei Av Shas Atzman the spheres of Atsilas themselves also are drawn down, come down into Biyam, as it says in the Zayar, it says in the Kabbalim, seemingly this is not in Zayar itself, that Abilah referring to Chachme, the main place where it nests is in Atsilas. which is Ima, it nests in the world of Bria, which in many Mukabalim, the world of Bria is called Kursaya, the place of Hashem's holy throne. Shisviron, the next six Sviris, the they nest primarily in the world of Yitzira. Oifin, which is another way of referring to Malchus, is in the world of Asiya. So what we see here is that the Sviris that are in Atsilos. So each one of these Sviris is Nizgala and is expressed in one of the worlds. And the uh, Malchus is primarily expressed in the world of Asiya. This refers to the fact that you have the Ashpa of these Sviris themselves in each one of the worlds of Biya. But then when it says it doesn't refer to the Ashpa of the spheres of Atsilus that are drawn down into each Elam, in each world, there's a specific sphere that is more dominant in that world, but it refers to the actual worlds of Biyah themselves. That's the Yerida of Sara, where she comes down, Shnei Chai Sara, her life in Biyah itself. In order to be able to refine and elevate the worlds of Biyah, the lower worlds, themselves, not just the Sviris, in other words, the godly revelation that's in the world. So, so but that's in essence what the Rebbe is saying here, that in every world there are two elements to it. There's the Chayas the godly energy that comes from the higher world, that comes from Atsilus in each one of the worlds. And then there is the actual world itself, the Chetzainis, the existence of the world itself, the Gashmis of Elamasiyah. And in every world also, whatever that world consists of. So in order to elevate the worlds of Biyah themselves, This is accomplished through Sara, through the Aveda of Sara, and as we said before, the Chiddush of Sara's Aveda was, When there's a movement, when there's something that comes from a very deep place, it's not, not a level of any of the Sviris, not a level of Avonav Asage, not even Asage Sashlile, which is what Nayak tried to accomplish, but it comes from the very essence which has no levels, no divisions, but it's the essential connection, that is how you can reach so low and elevate even from the lowest place in Biyah. 
So therefore, when the Pasuk here speaks about Sarah's life in the worlds of Biyat, to elevate the worlds below, so it just says, this is the life of Sarah. And here, there are no details mentioned. So at first, the Pasuk goes through the details of the years of her life. And then it concludes, this is the life of Sarah. Because here, since it's referring to her Aveda in the worlds of Biyah, so not only is this idea to draw down and to reveal the Ebishter also in the worlds of Biyah, but actually in order to be able to reach down to Biyah and to refine and elevate from the lowest place, you have to draw from a place that's higher than all the other levels mentioned earlier in the Pasuk. Meyashana, Esrim Shana, Sheva Shana, those are all details of different levels of Giluyim in the world of Atzilus, but in order to be able to refine and elevate the lowest in Biyah, that's, that's from a, a place that has no details here, no divisions. Then The various different levels mentioned are, are, are levels. Each one is one specific level. And the division goes even further. When it speaks about seven... It says shanim, seven years, plural, because over here there's the multiplicity, the division is, is much more. Since these divisions come down and are divided in each of the elements accordingly. This is Malchus, right? Sheva refers to the Midas, including Malchus, that comes down and is divided. But when it says this is the life of Sada, and it just leaves it at that, it doesn't give any details. This refers to, the, to a level drawing down from the source where there are no divisions at all. And how is this drawn down? So here the Rebbe says, This is, this is the Aveda of Kabbalah soil that you accept the Yoko heaven to fulfill what Hashem wants. If it's the Ratzin of the Ebishter, it doesn't matter what it pertains to, but it's an absolute bittel of Kabbalah soil that's connected to the Hazaza Atzmas that we spoke about earlier in the Maimah. In other words, before, the Rebbe refers to this as the Tshuva, the Aveda that comes from the Nukudas Ayadis, the Pintle Yid, that is connected without any details, without any divisions. Here the Rebbe adds another Aveda, which is also related to this, which is Kabbalah Sal, when a person simply accepts the yoke of heaven and puts aside, totally surrenders his being to the Ebishta. Nevertheless, even though the main Aveda of Sarah is Kabbalah soil, and that's how she's able to refine and elevate from the lowest place, but yet, in the beginning of the Pasuk, it speaks about her life consisting of the various levels and details of 100 years, and 20 years, and 7 years. So if the main thing is Kabbalah soil, and it's through Kabbalah soil that you reach the highest place, so why does it say all these details? How is that relevant? What, uh, what does it add? So the answer is, In order to reach to this level, which touches you at the very core, at the very essence, you can't, it's, it's, it's very difficult to go directly to the source, to be able to connect on such a level where there are no details at all. First, a person has to have the introduction of serving Hashem with a seichel, according to his reason and logic, which is meyashana, esrim shana, sheva shanim, relating to this, the different levels that a yid has in his avedus Hashem. 
When a person completes this Aveda, he comes to the Shleimos, then then you get elevated to this Aveda where a person reaches to the essence of who he is to be able to connect on a level that gives him the Kayach to be Mavarad to be Rudim in the world. So there's a Poyalim Abir, Gambayalim is to be able to draw down into the lowest worlds. So, the way of how do you get to that Kabbalah soil? So in, in many Maimarim, there are different things that are said about this. But in this Maimar, the Rebbe says that a person does have to serve the Eibishter with a certain Seder, with a certain, with Alpitam Vadas, with a Seichel, with learning and understanding. And it's from there. It's from there that you climb the ladder and you elevate and you get higher and higher until you come to that level of connection where you leave your limitations, where you leave the Seder of Seichel that you're learning and understanding and you, direct, you connect directly through Kabbalah soil without any specific levels. Hinen is barlel, we mentioned before, the Maise Ovis Simulabon. Everything that occurs to the Ovis is an indication of what will happen to their descendants. Shohaliyad Avram Vesodom in Mitzrayim. The fact that Avram and Sodom came out of Mitzrayim, in Makesev, Vizov, with the silver and gold. Hinesinas Kayach, Labonim, Bismana Golos. This empowers their descendants in the time of Golos. Gam, Bismana Helen, Vahesta, Beyesa. Even in a time when there's a tremendous concealment. Shuzmana Golos Vachoshech, the time of Golos and darkness. Obefrat, the Golos Azea Achre, and Shuchoshech Koflo Mochopol, especially now in this Golos, which is a doubled and a redoubled darkness. Befrat, the Ekvis of the Meshicha, and especially in the last moments before Mashiach comes. Sha'oz, Ahelam Vahestu Beyesa. And then the concealment of Hashem's presence in the world is even greater. And in what sense? Kashem Arsayech, Machrivayech, Mimech Yitzeyu. The ones that are destroying and the ones that are bringing the issues and the problems for Klal Yisrael comes from within, from, from within by Yidin themselves. And this is an even greater concealment on Hashem's presence in the world. And the Rebbe explains why. Besides the obvious, the fact that it's coming from within Yidin themselves is a very sad thing and that's an that's a indication of a greater Yirida. But the Rebbe explains Beruchnius why when you have a hell of a hester coming from within Kedusha itself, from, from within Yidin, that's a bigger hell of a hester. So we know that Klippe is not an entity for itself. It doesn't have any of its own independent existence to be able to stand up and oppose Kedusha. These are not two equal entities that are fighting one another. Klippe gets its existence, its energy, its life from Kedusha. So what does this mean? In the beginning of creation, it was, as was mentioned before, before Chetet Das. so what was Klippe? There was a creation of Klippe not as an opposition. Klippe was created as, as a servant to serve Kedusha. There's the Lashon that it says regarding the snake, that the snake was a, was a shamish godl. It was a very high, was a, it was a great servant. It was a level of a, a servant that didn't have anyone else serving on this level. That was the snake. Bechlal, klippe, in the beginning of creation, was like a, a peel for a fruit, which is a protection, which is not there for itself. It's not there to oppose, for sure not. And even after when Klippa changed, and Klippa views itself as on the outside, and not only on the outside, but as an opposition, 
Nevertheless, Klippe does not have any of its own independent energy. Whatever Klippe gets, it has to ultimately nourish and get the energy from Kedusha. When you have the Klippe that comes from within Kedusha itself, from, from people that are within Klal Yisrael themselves, they themselves are causing the trouble, the problem over here is these are Yidin, that have an Ashama, and therefore they have a Koyach of Kedusha to utilize it in the negative, God forbid, to, to oppose Kedusha. And that's why we see sometimes that the problems that come from, from, from Yidin themselves are more powerful. And more, it's, it's 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 more difficult to deal with when you when it's it's, it's an nigud when it's an opposition that comes from a source that's not within kedusha. So ultimately, klipe is not a real strong mitzvah. It's always it has to get its nourishment of its mitzvah from kedusha. But if the the snagdus, if the opposition comes from within the kedusha itself, so then this yid is utilizing the kayach of his neshama that he's schlepping into the klipe. That he's in, and then it's a much more powerful, much more powerful Helen Vaster. This is explained elsewhere, says a from the Rebbe Rashab, regarding what happened to the Alter Rebbe and Yutes Kislev when he was imprisoned. The opposition, who was the one that reported him to the authorities and got him imprisoned, it came from a Yid. The Bavua Isluhu. A yid that, that the literal uh, translation of this is that he had, there's a shadow of a shadow. The Gemara, the Gemara explains that uh, the shadim. So even if there's a shadow from the uh, body of a shed, but there's no shadow of a shadow. So in Chesidus it says it refers to a, a makif, a high level of an ashama which uh, exists by a yid, but not in the not by a shed. So therefore, when it comes to a yid, and he does have that very deep part of his neshama, no matter what level, however low he falls, but but he's schlepping his neshama there in it as well. So therefore, he's utilizing the, the, the tremendously great powers he has for the negative. That's a tremendous halam vaster. The kasheha yagili teres when teres achsidis was revealed through the altar Rebbe, shikeli libias amashiach. And this is the keli of how to bring Mashiach. Klippe itself was totally lost. It could not do anything to oppose it. So what happens then? So therefore the only way to create an opposition for Chassidus is to take from within Kedusha itself, Yidin, that they fought Chassidus. So therefore, the opposition to Chesidus came from a yid, from within Klal Yisrael. The Klippe itself melted away, in no way could stand up to the revelation of Chesidus, which was the beginning of Mashiach. So too, it's now as well. The ones that are causing the problems and are destroying things come from within you, within Klal Yisrael. They take a place, a territory that's holier than all other lands, Eretz Yisrael. Matters of holiness. And there itself they create an opposition to the Ebeshter. This refers 
to a tremendous, this is an indication of a tremendous halavasr at the end of times of Golas. I'm not sure if the Rebbe is referring to a specific incident that happened at this time period when the Rebbe was saying this Maimer. So for this, we have the power given to us from what happened to the office. That we should not get moved or, or, or affected even from such a level of darkness. Just like Sarah descended into Mitzrayim and she came out pure and holy. It was a tremendous yirida for her. She was taken to the house of Pare. Taking Sarah to the house of Pare represents taking the Pnimius of the Shechina into such a low place to be possessed in the house of Pare. And that's in there itself there was a tremendous helm being in the house of Pare. Nevertheless, she came out and not only did she come out untouched, they were able to elevate all those holy sparks of Mitzrayim. As we mentioned, they came out with the silver and gold and everything else. The same applies now also, in the time of Golos. Not only will we leave Golos complete and whole, every yid and everything coming out, we're going to elevate and bring along all the holy sparks that are in Golas as well. And just like it was when Yidin left Golas Mitzrayim, which is the source of all Golas and that follow. That the Yidin left with a, with a lot of possessions, a lot of money and, and everything that they took from the Mitzrayim. It wasn't about the money, it was about the holy sparks that they brought along with them and all, ultimately they built the Mishkan from this. So too will be in this last Golos. Not only will we leave whole and complete, we'll also bring along and refine the holy sparks that are in Golos. Just like with the times we left Mitzrayim. Similar will be the wonders that the Ebesha will show us when we come out of this Golos. Speedily in our days.